Welcome to the Remote Teacher Podcast, where we discuss all things remote outback teaching. Today, Carl and I, Heike Hustler, are going to talk a little bit about relationships in remote community schools. Carl is an experienced uh, Aboriginal education officer. He's an experienced Clontarf worker and an experienced football program coordinator in the Kimberleys and in other remotes. Um, So he's here to chat with us about that today. So, Carl, can you tell me about your culture and the importance of relationships and the kinship systems? Um, to tell you a bit about the culture and the importance of relationships and kinship systems in a remote community is pretty important because when you're in a you know a little community, probably only you know fifteen hundred or whatever it might be, five hundred fifty people, whatever. You know, the community is all about relationships and that because that's what they thrive off because they've only got their families around. And, you know, when you go to a remote school for work and that, you know, no offence, but a lot of the times the parents and kids will look at you and think, oh, here we go, we've got a, another new teacher. And that, you know, no offence and that. It's just that you have a um, pretty high turnover ratio in remote communities, you know, you know, three, four years, and you have to move on. Or uh, a week, what? you arrive and they change yeah, over. A week, you know. And I think about my schooling, and I think I had teachers that had been in the same school yeah. the whole entire time I was there. In fact, there were teachers that had taught other people's mums and dads. Like mm. mainstream people don't quite understand the impact that high teacher turnover can have because it's the students are constantly having to um, build trust understand the different systems yeah. of different teachers it's um it's a big thing this this turnover and so when we talk about relationships and and trust as remote teachers i think it's important to understand the context with which you're going into yeah exactly right and it's like your first day of going into teaching in your new school and not you know i wouldn't go in and try throw out the books and maths book and that i'd try get to know your kids a bit more tell them about yourself so they have a bit of understanding where you come from and that's where you start to build your small little relationships you know in your first day of school um you know they'll, they'll want to know where you're from if you've got any brothers and sisters you know catch dogs um you know what you used to get up to and, all and this that. matters particularly in remote community schools as it does in mainstream as well mm-hmm. but um, in First Nations cultures in remote communities, you often introduce yourself by your relationship to each other and you, you mm. talk about who you know because you're figuring out where you fit in the scheme of things. And, and that's also where you get to prompt yourself to ask questions about the kid and learn a bit more and find out who's, you know, you're getting brothers and sisters at school or this, you know, they'll tell you, oh, this is my cousin here and all of that. And I remember when I first went remote, I kind of, coming from our kind of single family um, upbringings where you don't have this big extended family network. Mm. When people were telling me, like, this is my cousin or this is, you know, I knew such and such, I was kind of from my cultural upbringing like, oh, yeah, that's nice, whatever. Mm. (laughs) I didn't really um, make the connections and understand the depth of which this this interrelationship is, is important. Um, and they generally, you know, majority of the time, they wouldn't say, this is my cousin. They'd just say straight away, that's my brother, that's my sister. Yeah. Mm. And so then as a remote teacher that's new there, you're like, whoa, this is a, mm. this is a ginormous family. How many kids this family got? Yeah. Um, you know, when you 
settled in a bit a week or two, you know, one of the, I'd say the easiest way to build relationships and get to meet parents and the community and that, you know, is engaging some way out of school, which might be a little bit daunting at times, you know, might be, but, you know, generally if you head down to the basketball court or footy or, you know, get out and about seeing in the community, you know, not heading straight down to the pub if there's one, <laughs> but, you know, in the engaging ways of volunteer, if you've got a bit of background skills in any way of, you know, umpiring, whatever it might be, there's art centres, you know, there's not just sports, but you get to meet a few elders generally, a few mum and dads where mm-hmm. their kids go to school and you form that connection and that when you're back at work, oh, I was down there at such and such and generally they say, oh, that's my auntie or that's my dad, that's my mum, yeah. you know, everyone's connected in the community and that and then they go, oh, well, you know, this person, well, you're talking to them, you must be an all right TJ mm-hmm. if you're out and about and then you get that little bit more respect, a bit more relationship. You know, that's a bit of a really good think, strategy. And I think that one is multi-leveled um, as well because you get to see the strengths of the student outside of the classroom. So you might see that they're an awesome basketball player. You can bring that back into the classroom to create engaging, relevant lessons because you could make it about basketball or adding up a tally or um, measuring how much you ran across the thing. Um, but it's also about... I know where you belong. I know how you connect, kid. And so whenever I need to share your success, I know who I'm sharing it with. Or if I need to go and find someone to talk about a, a concern, I I know where you fit in in the scheme of things too. Yeah. And also I'd say to have a very open mind because um, a lot of the kids will come back from a lot of different homes, lifestyles, their environment, you know, they all range you know, where the kids are rocking up from school and that, but we'll probably get more in-depth in that another time. Mm. But, you know, yeah. In fact, we will get more in-depth in that okay. in our Thrive membership. So yeah. um, we are running a six-week intensive Thrive membership through our theremoteteacher.com.au. If you are interested in more tips, support and advice about forming relationships in remote community schools, jump on over and check it out. Yeah, and also, yeah, like Heike has just said, but um, make sure you ask questions, put some comments, you know, what do you want to know, you know, just to prompt me and Heike, and, you know, I'll we'll both do the best we can to answer it from my experience and Heike's experience, you know, and hopefully it helps. We recognise that remote teaching can be hard. We understand that it's different than the context that you probably are educated in. We have seen the effects of good, bad really uh, quick teaching visits and ones that have lasted for many, many years in remote community schools. So we are passionate about this. We are experienced in this and we look forward to helping you. And uh, I also just like to acknowledge, you know, if you're working remote, you know, thank you very much. You're trying to make a change. You know, when I say change, you know, educate Mm. my kids, our kids, the Indigenous kids, non-Indigenous there, you know, in a remote community and, you know, Thank you for being passionate about your job.